Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21. Then Jesus went, uh, went thence and departed in the coast of Thyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Cana came out of the same coast, uh, crying unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously that's with the devil. And he answered her, not a word. That's a strange statement. Here's a mother that's got a daughter that's demon-possessed here. She's come to the Lord and asked for help. And the Bible says in this verse, and he answered her, not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you want to get his attention, just call him the Lord. Lord, help me. Uh, and he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast to the dogs. Uh, and she said, True, Lord, yea, the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thy will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Thank you for standing and be seated this morning. I want to take these verses just for a few minutes today and talk to you out of these verses today. You know what I found out? The Bible's a pretty good thing to preach. And so I want to walk back down through these verses with you today and talk to you a few minutes this morning on this thought. An undeniable faith. Uh, an undeniable faith. Here's a mother this morning uh, that would not be denied. She had an undeniable faith. And I want to say, after all these years of serving God, I still get under conviction when I hear a preacher preach on faith. I, I want faith. I want to have faith in God. I do believe in God, but help thou my unbelief. And, uh, and the Bible has much to say this morning uh, about faith. I was thinking driving down this morning, the Bible talks about a weak faith. It talks about a strong faith. It talks about a bold faith. It talks about a rich faith. It talks about an abiding faith. It talks about a steadfast faith. It talks about an obedient faith. It talks about a working faith and an unfeigned faith and a common faith and a precious faith and a dead faith. And the Bible has much to say uh, about faith this morning. As a matter of fact, if you study your Bible, you'll find 528 times in our Bible faith is mentioned here uh, in the Word of God today. And when you study about faith, we, we can preach on it all day long. But basically, there are three kinds of faith today. Uh, first of all, by introduction, there's what we call a practical faith. And you can go out of this building today and go down to Walmart, wherever that's at. I'm not even sure how I got here, but anyhow, wherever Walmart is this morning, find anybody you want to find today and ask them this question. Hey, sir, do you believe there's a God? For the most part, they're going to say yes. Uh, for the most part, there is a practical faith about God. Bible even says in the book of James that the devil believes uh, and trembles. Uh, there's a practical faith. Then there's a personal faith. Uh, Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves is a gift of God. Uh, not a works lest any man should boast. There's a personal faith. Thank God 53 years ago, I put a personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believed about God, but I had never really been saved. Uh, my dad was a pastor, and he preached in pastor church in 55 years. And uh, I've always been made to go to church. I didn't have a choice. I, I had to go to church. My dad had a policy. If you eat at my table, 
I stay in my house and sleep in my bed, you go to church. So since I enjoyed doing that, I went to church. But uh, I want to say to you this morning, I've not always been saved. That was that night in my life in October 1970 when the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. And uh, there's a personal faith. And then the Bible don't talk about a practical faith, a personal faith. But then the Bible talks about a pleasing faith. And that's what I want to look at this morning. A pleasing faith. Uh, they that come to God must believe that He is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I thought it's interesting when I studied this week about this message, how women in the Bible. You ever said about the women of the Bible that put faith in God? Uh, here's a woman this morning, a mother, uh, that has a tremendous faith in God. And I began to think about as I was studying this week, how the different ladies in the Bible that put faith in God. I thought about Rahab. How she had a saving faith, Matthew chapter 1. I thought about Hannah. She had a supplicate faith. That's 1 Samuel chapter 1. I thought about Phoebe. Boy, you never hear her preach on, do you? Uh, but she's a tremendous lady. Uh, she had a servant faith, Romans 16. I thought about Eunice. That's Timothy's mother. Uh, first, uh, second Timothy chapter 1. Uh, she had a sound faith. But here's a mother this morning that's got a steadfast faith. Uh, she would not be denied. She come to the Lord. Uh, she asked the Lord for help for her daughter. And uh, the Lord didn't answer a word. There's a reason for that. We'll see it in just a minute. Uh, the disciples said, send her away and uh, that she had a steadfast faith she would not be denied up in the mountain where I'm from there's an old song we used to sing I would not be denied I would not be denied till Jesus came and made me whole. I would not be denied. And I'll say to you this one, and what we need in this day uh, is a steadfast faith uh, and will not be denied. And I just want to say to you today, God wants you and I to have that kind of faith today. God honors faith. Faith honors God. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Uh, I, I love faith this morning. I love putting faith in God. If you study your Bible this morning, you'll find from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to the book of Revelation, God is looking for somebody uh, just to trust Him. God is looking for somebody to put faith in Him. It blessed my heart just a minute ago. And by the way, I enjoyed a good singing this morning. Who did the special? You? Anyhow, it was great. Whoever did it. And all the good singing, it was great. And also, these are uh, giving the testimony. Uh, this morning, what are y'all laughing at? Can he not sing? <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the testimonies he was given just a minute ago. How that God has met your need uh, coming to Bible college. And I'll say to you this morning, that's what God wants you to do this morning. Just simply put faith in him and trust him today. Can I tell you this today? 53 years down the road, he's never failed me. There's never been a time that he wasn't there. There's never been a time that he hadn't met our need. And, and I love it. I preach a lot of faith promise conferences. And the thing about faith promise is simply this. The reason it's so successful, it's biblical this morning. It's trusting God. It's believing God. So I want to examine this little lady real quick with you this morning. And I want you to see a few things about our faith today. And again, let me say this before I show it to you. God wants you to trust him today. Not our flesh. Not what we can do, not what we can come up with, but simply put faith in Him. And I'll promise you, He'll help you today. Here's a mother that's got a daring faith. And, uh, and, and now she's noticed, first of all, women this morning, uh, she does have a daring faith. Notice in verse 22 again. Bible said in verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan and came out of the same coast, uh, 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 same coast, and cried unto Him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Somebody help me with that next part. Thy son of who? 
son of David. Can I tell you something this morning? She is a Gentile woman that was never permitted to address the Lord that way. Uh, my son of David is a Jewish terminology. And, uh, and they was not permitted uh, to address the Lord that way. But here's a mother this morning. That is a Gentile today. And she's got a daring faith. In other words, those disciples, they said send her away. Because they didn't appreciate how she addressed the Lord. Uh, she's a Gentile. And uh, of course, that is a, a Jewish terminology. And they was never able to do that. Matter of fact, if you study your Bible, uh, Paul wrote to that church of Ephesus, uh, for the most part, they were Gentiles. And you know what Paul says to them? Paul said, them as Gentiles said, uh, you was without Christ, you was without citizenship, you was without outside the covenant, you was without hope, and you was without God. But thank God for, uh, 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 for uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. But he said, but now in Christ Jesus, you that sometime were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So I'll say to you about this lady today. How she had an she had an undeniable she had a daring faith. How she trusted God. She had a daring faith. How dare her to address the Lord that way? How dare her to say, "Thy son of David." That's why the disciples said, "Send her away." And uh, and 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 I will say this to you this morning. God wants you and I to have a daring faith this morning. You see, a daring faith reaches the unreachable. A daring faith claims the unclaimable. A daring faith does the impossible. And, uh, and by the way, can I say this? A daring faith believes God for the unreasonable, for the unexpected, and for the impossibility. And I'll say to you, that's what we need today. Simply believe God again. A daring faith, she would not be denied. I read this this week, D.L. Moody. One of his favorite quotes was this. Faith, uh, one of his favorite quotes was this. Faith makes all things possible. And that is so true. Here's a mother today has got a daring faith. You see what our problem is this today. We have got so used to the usual, the unusual scares us to death, when actually the unusual ought to be the usual. Did I say that right? How we have got so used to the usual. How the unusual scares us to death when actually we ought to trust God all the time for the unusual. And the unusual ought to be the norm for you and I. Has she had a daring faith? Am I preaching to someone this morning and, and your heart, you know, you don't have that kind of faith. You're not trusting God like you ought to. Has she had a daring faith? I, I got to move. Number two, quickly. I'll say she didn't only have a daring faith. I'll say number two, look at verse 23. And he answered her, not a word. She didn't only have a daring faith. I would say to you this morning, she had a developing faith. Uh, the Lord was going to develop her faith. And the Bible said in verse 23, and he answered her. Look, look, back, look back at the verse. It says in the latter part of verse 22, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vast with the devil. And he answered her not a word. That's an unusual statement. Let me ask you a question. Does it bother you when you speak to somebody and they don't speak back? I mean, you know they heard you, and yet they don't speak back. It don't bother me. It makes me mad. <laughs> huh? And so it is right here in this statement. She, she is a developing faith. Have you ever thought about this? What would happen? Don't tell them I'm saying this. But what would happen had God answered every prayer we've ever prayed? Please don't tell nobody this. I have prayed some pretty dumb stuff. Aren't you glad God stays beyond our ignorance sometimes? And I'll say to you this morning, he wanted to develop her faith. 
and, uh, and, and, and he was getting ready to do that. And by the way, can I say this? That's what God wants to do in your life today. You see, by him not responding, he wasn't going to destroy her faith, but rather he wanted to develop her faith. And uh, he wanted her to trust him. I thought about this when I said in this week, instead of the life of Joseph, I'm getting ready to start reading about him right now. I love the life of Joseph. My favorite character in the Bible, probably other than the Lord Jesus, would be Joseph. And when you study about the life of Joseph, you'll find in Genesis chapter 48, 49, 50, you'll find him winding up on the throne. But I want to remind you of this, before he got to the throne, there was a pit. Before that, there was a prison. Or after that, there was a prison. After that, there was much persecution. And I'll say to you this morning, God was so developing his faith. And I'll say to you again this morning, by him not responding, he wasn't going to destroy her faith, but rather he wanted to develop her faith. And can I just say this quickly this morning? I would hate after 53 years of being saved to think that my faith today is the same it was the day I got saved. Did you hear what I said? I would hate to think it's the same. I mean, after reading the Word of God all these years, after trying to do the will of God all these years, and after trying to do the work of God all these years, I would think our faith has somewhat developed now more than it was when we got saved. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter where you start, but it doesn't matter where you finish. And I'll say to you this morning, I want God to work in my heart. I have more desire this morning for God to develop my faith and work in my heart uh, than ever before. And uh, it's a good Bible illustration. If you study your Bible in Mark chapter 5, don't turn, we don't have time. But in Mark chapter number 5, you remember the story? Uh, 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 Jairus comes to the Lord and says, my daughter, my only daughter, my little daughter, 12 years old, uh, she's at the point of death. She's going to die. And he asks the Lord to come and heal his daughter. Now, each one of the Gospels gives a different light on that, but I like what Mark said. And in Mark chapter 5 there, he said, Will thou come and heal my daughter? And Jesus turns and starts towards at Jairus' house to heal the daughter. But when he turns to start towards his house, get this, there's a huge multitude of people there. And there's a lady that steps out of the crowd has got an issue of blood. Anybody remember that story? Has got an issue of blood. And she's had it for 12 years. And she's spent all that she's got. She's spent all of her savings. And she has spent it all. And, uh, and she, instead of getting better, she grew worse. And by the way, you know the doctor's favorite saying? That'll be $150 and I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> but listen to this. She's spent it all. And she said, but if I just touch the hem of his garment, that Jewish robe, that, that cord around the bottom. If I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And she touches the hem of his garment. And she is made whole. And by the way, we need to see the hem and the hem. But anyhow, <laughs> hear what I'm getting ready to say to you. She touches him of his garment and she is made whole. And, uh, and about that time, somebody else comes from Jairus' house and says, no need to ask the Lord to come. She's, your daughter's dead. It's over. She's dead. There's no need for you to ask the Lord to come now because she's already dead. Let me ask you a question. What did Jerry see, just see, the Lord do? What well, that had happened before, he had touched the one with issue of blood. I can see Jerry standing there. And in his mind, he's saying, she might be dead. But I just seen, I just seen what he can do. 
<laughs> you see, God will develop your faith this morning if you'll only but let him today. And I'll say to you today, here's a mother that's got a developing faith. You're here in Bible college today. Man, I was thinking about that driving over here. I, I think it was 89 or 93 years ago I went to Bible college. And uh, I know we'll forget those days. I didn't have the privilege that you have today. I, I, I went two nights a week for, uh, I, I guess, 14 years. Maybe not that long, but anyhow. And, uh, but here's what I started to say to you this morning. You're here in Bible college this morning. God wants to, you to have a daring faith, but he also wants you to have a developing faith. Let him work in your heart. Let him do what he wants to do. She didn't only have a daring faith, she has a developing faith. But look in your Bible again in verse 24. Bible says in verse 24, and he said, uh, verse 24, and he answered and said, I am not sent under the uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then, uh, then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Notice something else here. And, and look at the next verse, verse 26. And he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast to the dogs. And she said, True, Lord, yea, the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Notice this this morning. She didn't only have a daring faith and a developing faith, but here's a mother this morning that's got a determining faith. She would not be denied. She's got a determining faith this morning. You ever thought about what's against this lady? You say, what's against her? Well, number one, her race is against her. She is a Gentile. Her race is against her. Look at verse 22. Bible said, behold, a woman of Canaan. Do you know who that is? Canaan. How was the son of Ham who was Noah's son? That uncovered Noah's nakedness. You remember Genesis 9? And you remember what Noah done as a result of that? He put a curse on Canaan because of that. So look up here and listen to this. Here's a Gentile. She's not only a Gentile, but she's a Gentile with a curse on her. <laughs> uh, but she's got a determined faith. And by the way, we had the same thing. We had Gentiles. We had a curse on us. We, you say, where did we get it from? We got it from our daddy. You say, where'd your daddy get it from? He got it from his daddy. You say, where'd he get it from? You know where he got it from. Genesis chapter 3. So I'll say to you this morning, here's a mother that's got a determined faith. Her race is against her. Her race is against her. She's a Gentile with a curse on her. But I'll say this this morning. Not only her race is against her, and that day the rabbi was against the women. Because in that day the rabbi had very little to do with the women. And I know some rabbis would be better off today. Hello? If they had a little to do with the women. And uh, her race is against her. No doubt she thought the rabbi was against her. But look, look at verse 23. Bible said in verse 23, And he answered her not a word. The disciples was against her. They said, send her away. Let, let me ask you a question. If you went to church Sunday morning and started in the church house and somebody, two guys, were sitting at the front door with a broom, and said, if you go in that church, I'm going to take this broom and I'm going to swap you with this broom. What would you do? I'm going to tell you what most Baptists would do. They'd like it. They'd go home. <laughs> but listen to this. That's the same situation right here. They said, send her away. She has no business here. But I'll say she's got a determined faith. The disciples said, just send her away. And no doubt she probably thought the Lord was against her because the Lord didn't even ask her one word. Hey, can I tell you something this morning? We need a determining faith. The old songwriter said again, I would not be denied. I would not be denied because Jesus came and made me whole. I would not be denied. And I'll say to you this morning how you and I need that today. Hey, trust the Lord. 
How, listen to me, you might not see it. And by the way, if you see it, it's not faith. Uh, I have a text on my phone about this long. Three times that long. And I get it about four or five times a week. How, as a matter of fact, my secretary was texting back as we was coming down the road. And uh, you say, who's the secretary? It's that good looking lady sitting right back yonder. And uh, she's been my secretary 53 years. How about that? And, uh, but here, here's what I started to say. In that text, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Can I really know I'm saved? You know, I didn't say this or I didn't say that. And you know, preacher, I, I went to church when I got saved. And it goes that same spiel over and over again. You see, there's actually only two religions in the world. One of them is due and the other is done. Aren't you glad it's done? Thank God it's done. <laughs> it's done. And I'll tell you, if you can add anything to that, it's called works. And if it's works, it's not grace. And if it's grace, it's not works. And uh, so I text him back, or she texts him back coming down the road. And, uh, and I told him this, Romans 14, whatsoever is not of faith is, somebody help me, sin. Uh, that, and I said, as long as you're sinning, you're never going to get to assurance your salvation. God does not call on you and I to figure out anything. God calls on you and I to believe Him and trust Him. So I'll say to you, His mother this morning, she's got a determining faith. I wrote this down. You know what a determining faith does? A determining faith sees what others cannot see. A determining faith does what others cannot do. A determining faith goes where others cannot go. When I think about Caleb this morning, Old Testament. He saw what others could not see. All the other crowd would see was giants. All Caleb could see was God. You see, when they came back on Numbers 13 to give the spy report of spying out the land of Canaan, and by the way, can I say this real quick? Moses did not send them over there to see whether or not they could take the land. God had already given it to them. All Moses sent them over to do was to spy out what, what was there and what sort it was and where they was going to cross over but when they came back, guess what? Uh, 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 ten of them were wrong and two of them was right. Boy, that goes for good in the Baptist church. The majority wrong and the minority right. <laughs> huh? And they gave their report. They said, there's no way. Uh, there's giants over there. The Amalekites and the Hittites and the Jerbicites and all the tithes was over there. And that's all they could see. And, and the giants was over there. Listen to me. All, the, all they could see was the giants. But you know what Joshua and Caleb saw? They didn't see giants. They saw God in promises. And by the way, you can doubt and do without or you can believe and shout. Huh? And I, may I say to you this morning, uh, she had a determining faith. Caleb saw what others could not see. I, I, I want to say Gideon uh, did what others could not do. Take 300 men and whip the army that they did. 300. And, uh, and, and real Bible faith will go where others cannot go. God will put you in places. God will do things for you uh, that nobody else, listen, they cannot explain it. I would say she had a determined faith. I got to close. She had a daring faith. God give us that this morning. She had a developing faith. She had a determined faith. But look at verse 28. Bible says in verse 28, Then Jesus said unto her, By the way, Jesus, hey, you fellas, look up here at me. Jesus did something don't you never do. You say, what did he do? Well, look at the verse. And Jesus said unto her, O woman, don't you never call your wife that. 
If I call my wife old woman, you know what would happen? You don't want to know what would happen. <laughs> Look at the verse. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thy will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see, when you've got a daring faith and a developing faith and a determining faith, it won't be long you'll have a delivering faith. And I will say to you, the Bible said here in this verse here, O woman, great is thy faith. You know what I found out a long time ago? If you'll do what you can, he'll do what you can't. And I will tell you this morning, if you'll trust him, you'll believe him. Great is thy faith. And I, I love that this morning. O woman, great is thy faith. Let me ask you a question. What does the Lord say when he looks at your faith? And by the way, he sees it. He sees my faith. He sees your faith. What does he say when he looks at our faith this morning? You remember the scripture in Mark chapter 2 when they brought the man to Christ? He was born of four. You remember the story? He wasn't able to walk. He's paralyzed. And they put him on a bed, brought him to Christ. And, uh, and the Bible said, when Jesus saw their faith. Can I say this real quickly? I'm ashamed that I don't have more faith than what I do. I, I'm amazed what he does. But really be amazed what he would do if I trust him more. Here's a mother that's got a delivering faith. I thought about this this week. Jesus said to this lady here, great is thy faith. Did you know this? Only twice in the New Testament he makes that statement. And what's amazing about it is the centurion's servant that was sick. You know the story. That was sick. And he comes to the Lord and asks his Lord to touch his servant. And Jesus starts towards his house. And you remember what the centurion said? He said, I'm not worthy that you would come under my roof. All you've got to do is speak the word. Hello. Just speak the word and it will be done. And uh, you know what Jesus said? I've not seen so greater faith. No, not in Israel. That's a Gentile. And the second time he makes that statement is right here also. He says to this uh, a lady here this morning, uh, the Syrophoenician mother, the Syrophoenician woman. And he said, a great is thy faith. And I want to say this in closing today. What does he say about our faith? God helped me in these days to trust Him more than I've ever trusted Him before. Here's what happens. Unbelief puts circumstances between us and God. But faith puts God between us and circumstances. Do you know what I just said? I said unbelief. Yeah, but preacher. Yeah, but preacher. Yeah, but preacher. You need to get that butt out of the way. Uh, that guy texted me this morning over and over again. I'm going to change my number or something. <laughs> I mean, you, you either trust him or you don't trust him. And I'll say to you this morning, unbelief, and boy, unbelief is so, it's so real today. A preacher, do you really believe that God can do anything in this day? Can I tell you this? He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And by the way, had he did change or was he in the changing process now, he wouldn't be God. He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Malachi talks about, I'm Lord, I'm God, and I change not. So I'll say to you this morning, those circumstances that get between us and God, we need to remove them out of the way and put God right in the middle of that. I'm telling you, it's amazing what he'll do if we'll only trust him. You see, faith that saves is faith alone. But faith that saves is never alone. And I will say to you this morning, you know, the world says this right here. Here's what the world says. Here's the world's philosophy. Show me. And I'll believe. God says, believe me and I'll show you. 
<laughs> Are you listening? I, 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 I love trusting God. This thing about faith promise. God, through my wife and I, have been given a faith promise, I guess, 45 years. And uh, I'm amazed how God meets that need over and over and over and over and over again, how God meets that need. I'm amazed at that. I'm amazed at that. And I'll tell you something this morning. If you'll put a little bit of faith and a great big God, he'll shock you and he'll amaze you what he'll do. You know, I, you know, I, I like watching people. You know, preachers are funny things. Did y'all know that? I've been, I've, been around, I've been around a lot of preachers. My son's a preacher. My son-in-law's a preacher. My grandson's a preacher. My brothers were preachers. My daddy was a preacher. My great-grandfather's a preacher. My, my wife, we're, getting, we're going to ordain her next week. Are you listening? No, we're not. <laughs> but listen to this. Preachers are funny. They're, they're funny people. And I just want to say this to you this morning. If you'll just simply trust God, I, what I started to say was this. I watch preachers. Preachers sometimes are funny. I, I see preachers preach and they preach at the lights. I see preachers preach and they look at their shoes. I see preachers preach and they look out the window. You know what I like to do? I like to look at you eyeball to eyeball. Hello. And you know what y'all been doing while I was preaching this morning? Dr. Bill, you know what they've been doing while I was preaching? I watched them. Here's what y'all were doing. You were doing that as to say, boy, I need to put more faith in God. I need to trust God more. I need to let him work in my life more. I need to let him do more in my life. And I'll promise you this more if you'll trust him, he'll help you. An undeniable faith. Would you stand with your heads bowed, please? Heavenly Father, as we stand to our feet this morning, someone maybe would come to the piano. I pray the Holy Spirit, God will work in our hearts. Lord, I had a lot of things I thought about preaching on today. Lord, I, I guess there's probably 50, 75 outlines out in my other Bible. But you, Lord, so zeroed me in on this one today. Lord, help us in these days. And I pray you'll help these students. God, just simply to trust you and believe you. Because you are God that operates by faith. And so many times we don't even realize it. You're a God that's working behind the scene. And we don't even realize you're doing it, but you are. And I want to praise you and I want to thank you. And I want to give you glory, God, for working even when we're not aware of it. Thank you, Lord, for letting us have the opportunity to put faith in such a great God.